Welcome to the Agoracom podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Agoracom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out important news. Guys, for those of you who understand that we have a planet now that's living under critical water stress, specifically 40% of the global population right now resides in regions that are marked as under critical water stress. We know that water treatment, wastewater treatment, all of that is now essential because we're essentially running out of water. Uh, and that's why the global waste and wastewater treatment is projected to go from $285 billion in 2021 to $465 billion in 2028. That's why we're talking to Forward Water Technologies, okay? Their company was founded by Green Center Canada, a leading tech innovation center supported by the government of Canada. And more than just lip service or talk, they're commercializing their proprietary technology right now that allows industrial users to reduce water consumption by up to 90%. And the immediate benefits of that, as you can imagine, are saving water from being permanently destroyed. That's what the planet does not need. We need it to be saved. Uh, and for the companies themselves, because you got to have an ROI before they're going to try and save the planet, well, they realize large reductions in their operating expenses. The company, in case you're wondering, isn't focused on you and me. This isn't a retail uh, product. They're focused on large-scale imp implementation in sectors like industrial wastewater, as you can imagine, oil and gas, mining, wait to hear what we're going to talk about, lithium, agriculture, and ultimately, uh, municipal water supply and the reuse mar uh, market sectors. I talked about lithium. That's one of their major initiatives. They got multiple NDAs signed with major lithium extraction companies. For example, an engagement contract with Cornish Lithium. They also announced an early development contract with an unknown but a prominent Western Canadian lithium company to further optimize lithium isolation. Uh, they've got all, we'll talk about that in a second. Also got a great initiative going on in India where they've got an exclusive licensee in Goldfinch Engineering and some exciting stuff in food and beverage. And the headline today is, Ford Water Technologies awarded CFIN Innovation Booster Grant in partnership with Canadian Food Innovation Network. Howie, welcome back, my friend. Hi, George. Good to be back. Yeah, it's, we're busy. We're busy, just like you've outlined. Yeah, for sure. You know, sometimes I wonder, how do you go from lithium to food? But let's talk about that first. A $100,000 grant doesn't sound very big, but the solution you're working towards could be huge. So give us an idea. Why did you get the grant? What What's the problem you're looking to solve? Yeah, so very interesting. So, you know, $100,000 uh, is, a, is a, a grant that was provided by the Canadian Food Innovation Network uh, for us to develop the technology that we have for our waste stream product and, and apply it to concentrating food products. So it's really turning what our technology does in some respects on its head instead of concentrating something that we don't want, we're going to concentrate something that we do want. And the cool thing here is when you take your, 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 your fruit juice now and you try to concentrate it, you actually heat it up and boil off all the water. And in doing that, you do two things. You, you destroy the taste. And on top of that, you right. use a whole heap of energy. So what we're going to do is we're going to pull the water across a membrane so it doesn't get heated. And the way we've evolved the technology, you don't require a lot of energy to do it. So you get a better quality concentrate while at the same time reducing your CO2 footprint because you're not boiling, boiling off the water. 
And this really allows you to get the taste of Tropicana and the quality of Tropicana at the size and convenience of frozen concentrate, right? So that price difference is what you're looking at, but you're maintaining the quality. And this applies to all sorts of different things. Once you get it down, you can apply it to maple sap, to maple, maple syrup, uh, fruit juices, uh, extracts and flavorings, all sorts of things, coffee, tea, beverages. And so we applied, uh, we needed some money to develop the basic uh, chemical package we need to do this, uh, that we've already proven works through Queen's University, so we know it works. And um, we were suitable for the application. We made the application and, CF and CFIN uh, gave us the award. So we're off to the races, um, uh, making some modified chemicals to make our system work for this. And um, we've also patented the IP the intellectual property around it as well. So once we get it scaled up to pilot scale, which is is the target, um, we've got something that we can go to market with uh, that's completely you know uh, related to but distinct from our from our waste treatment business. So very so excited you, by you that. You're essentially flipping a pretty big industry on its head, right? Because concentration of food is heat driven, and now you're looking to to cold concentrate, cold concentrate, and correct? Food and beverage and and beverages, right? Yeah, and the really cool thing about that is um, we're not guessing that that's important. We already know that that's important because other people have shown that it's important, both in the scientific and commercial literature. What we're doing it is we're finding a way to do it at a low-cost, non-material uh, consuming process, which makes it really advantageous to run this on your system. So a food producer will simply buy one of our units, plop it in their operational space and make concentrates. And those concentrates will allow them to go off and make their products more distinctive wow. and, and separated and uh, uh, differentiated in a really crowded market space. And, you know, being able to differentiate, differentiate yourself in, in the food and beverage uh, space is, is enormous, right? These will be new and improved flavors um, that a first adopter will be able to take to the market. And if you were just, if you were just talking your book, right. And there was no CFIN uh, grant here. Someone could say, yeah, yeah. Okay. Howie, you think you got the secret to be able to flip this industry. But the fact of the matter is everyone should know, I'm going to read this here. The CFIN, the food innovation, uh, the food innovation challenge seeks to support disruptive startups in the food service industry who are on the cusp of development and commercialization. This, my point is, this is a serious group. They oh, took a look yeah, at your I, technology through third-party eyes, and they're saying, Howie, here's basically $100,000. Yeah. Go and do what you got to do. Great validation, right? 100%. So, I mean, these, these, these are non-trivial application processes that the Canadian government supports, and we're here to take advantage of them. But you have to really uh, impress the experts and show that you've got the wherewithal, uh, capability, and you've already got the functional proof to show that this works. So yeah, you're right. There have been very um, sharp, expert, critical eyes on this application. Um, we were successful and that gave us $100,000 of, of funding to support this project. So we're really excited by it. Now, I know it's early uh, and, and premature, but I wanna give people at home a basic guy, a ballpark though. If everything goes okay, you gotta deploy the hundred grand, you gotta go do your testing, you gotta do this stuff. And if everything goes well, you know, how far are you away from going to market with a commercial solution? Ballpark. We're not holding it at dates, but is it a five-year process? 12 oh, months? No, I, this is, this is, this will be a rapid introduction because the 
critical component to the process that we're developing is the material that this grant is funding. After that, every component required to execute on the a process is off the shelf, commercial engineering grade, ready to go. Uh, so I suspect both coupled with that and coupled with what I, uh, the, I believe the ability to go out and get a commercial development partner, somebody in the food industry who wants to see these concentrates, we'll, we'll be at... Um, We'll be at commercial piloting within 12 months uh, after we do the first step. Yeah, I think this is we rapid introduction. Uh, and, and I figured that, but I wanted to make sure people at home didn't think, okay, how long could this is this a five? Because something yeah. up takes five years, right? I'm glad you, know, you were kind of we, able to clear that up. We build we build the the demonstrative pilot in our facility in Sarnia. I think we will be able to engage large food and beverage manufacturers. These are Nestle, Mars, Kellogg. Uh, PepsiCo, these are the types of companies that we would reach out to. Wow. And if those, yep. those companies are decisive, they're, they're decisive if, when they act. So uh, th that's, that's our, that's our planet. And as I, you know, uh, said to other people, this is impacting people's businesses, top line revenues, as opposed to managing their operational expenses. So this becomes very, very exciting for everybody involved. If we ended it right there, we'd say, okay, great. Howie, great updates. Congratulations. Third party validation, big grant. Okay, cool. Because as a startup, as a small cap company, that's what investors are looking for. But you're not a one trick pony. In fact, the food and beverage side is uh, is advancing nicely, but I don't think it's even close to the lithium side. Because uh, I've talked about no. the multiple NDAs and things you have going there, and you're much closer to commercialization in lithium. As a quick 30 second, 45 second overview, what? how are you applying your, because now people are going to be wondering, Okay, he's applying it to food concentrate. How is he applying it to uh, to the lithium world? Just a forty five second layman's elevator uh, pitch on so people at home understand, you know, how you're how, how you're applying it to lithium, and then we'll talk about the initiatives. Absolutely. So that's a tough one. Let me see if I can get this straight. Um, what we do is we have a technology that can suck water out of out of solutions um, at a very low energy cost and very efficiently, and so we've applied that to a number of different sectors. My job is to make sure our technology is is extraordinarily well exercised and, and 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 to its maximum advantage. And one of those other sectors is lithium. Most lithium today that is going to be used for electric vehicles is not coming from underground mining, hard rock mining. It's going to come from underground aquifers, water deposits under the surface of the earth that have a whole bunch of dissolved minerals in them. And one of those minerals is lithium. So that is all involving the extraction of water from these aquifer-based waters. Right. That's where we come in. So if you can suck water out of the underground aquifer, you make the downstream processing more efficient. And what's really cool, we found, is it is a multi-step process to get the lithium isolated from all the other stuff that's in there. We can work with the primary brine, the brine that comes out of, water, out of the water. We can work with preparing that brine for its what's called the direct lithium extraction process, the DLE process. And we can work with the brines that come out of that process. So there are multiple points in the process flow where our concentration technology can aid the production of lithium and the capture of lithium by making the follow-on steps more efficient and more economical and subsequently lower cost. All at the same time, we're doing it with a low energy input, reducing the CO2 footprint compared to traditional uh, designs, and we're returning clean water back to the community that it was taken from. So we're checking the boxes not only on the process side, 
but we're checking the boxes on the ESG side because if you're going to get your lithium using a lot of coal, a lot of CO2, a lot of energy, it really doesn't satisfy the market demand. And we're bringing our technology to bear on that, satisfying both the economical or the economics of doing this, but as well as solving the ESG component of this. Yeah, you got to remain true to what really lithium is trying to accomplish, right? Absolutely, absolutely. What lithium is trying to accomplish, and there's just there's no there's no point. So on that note, you got multiple NDA signed. Last time we spoke, I think you're over six NDA signed. And- oh, we're up to yeah, we're up to fourteen right now. Um, <laughs> samples, we're 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 sa- samples are flying all over the world. Uh, we're getting samples from 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 Europe, uh, from other parts of the globe, uh, locally in Canada as well. We're at different stages with different companies, but we're testing them in our labs, both on the bench. We've moved some of them to full-scale engineering trials, um, and we're hopefully looking at um, you know commercially oriented field trials in the first half of 2023. So we'll be on site at some of our uh, some of our client sites, demonstrating our technology, uh, uh, boots on the ground, if you will. Um, places such as the United Kingdom with Cornish Lithium, we're hopeful there. Um, we just completed engineering trials. We believe the results we got are, are, are positive. Uh, they're being evaluated at Cornish right now. But the next step, uh, if it's positive, and we believe it is, is, is field trials in the United Kingdom as an example. And the great news for you is time is of the essence. Uh, you, you, you're not waiting around as a small company and hoping that Georgecom Lithium gets back to you. Georgecom Lithium's got to move because electric vehicles are coming Everyone's driving towards that. Yeah, lithium's got to be ready for it. So you you've got the you luckily you've got this massive tailwind, right? That's just pushing yeah. your business. No, absolutely. Serious. And and the companies that are out there, lithium com- lithium producer companies, um, many of them have gone um, uh, to the public markets. Uh, it's a great way for them to generate the capital they need to to, to execute. But they've also made commitments and in terms of timeline. So they are racing to to satisfy those commitments. They're making buy decisions on uh, what technologies they need to have in place. And the other thing that's really exciting for us is there's currently no technology, incumbent technology to go in and displace. So this is this is the first time they're making these purchases. We're really excited because of that. And it's these are the type of industries they'll make the purchase. They will require the technology for the next 20 years, and I'm happy to provide it to them. <laughs> so as innovative as electric vehicles are, electric vehicle batteries are, uh, so is your technology that fits right in. It's all one brand new shiny ballgame. So can you give us an update on any of the, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if you can give us an update or maybe some broad strokes if you can about some of these NDAs and how, how well yeah. they're succeeding, how well they're moving forward. So yeah, we we've I would say there's there's at least three companies that we've done physical trials for at this point, all at uh, currently all at different stages. Um, they were we're hitting the mark, um, meaning they gave us the success criteria. We can show them we can meet the success criteria. Some of these are are lithium companies that are formed solely around discovering lithium. Um, other are globally positioned mining companies trying to get into the game. Uh, in some cases, they feel they're a little bit behind the the the, uh, uh, the leaders, and they want to they want to aggressively move forward. So, um, yeah, I I am bound by confidentiality and respectful of it. Uh, but I, gotta uh, ask. I can say, yeah, I I, I can say that uh, as I said, we're having samples from all over the world uh, led in our little facility in Sarnia, and we're testing them, trialing them, and as I said. They, we get the success criteria, you know, in a, in a communication with those companies, and we can show that we're meeting their success criteria. Uh, 
subsequently we're on discussions with next steps. And and again, what I really like about it is you're not just an ROI play, which would be great. You're not just making their operations more efficient. You're actually making their operations, which is almost as important now, uh, as compliant and greenhouse gas friendly, all of that. Uh, that's yeah. that's almost as important, right? It's almost, I, I, I see it as a 50-50 split. Yeah, so 10, 10 years ago, not even five years ago, um, you had to be financially correct. And it was nice to have the, the um, addition of sort of an environmentally positive aspect. I think you have to do those things simultaneously now. I think the I think the investor market is in broad strokes intolerant of of not doing both uh, anymore. And at least there's a certain um, mindset in a lot of investors that have that. It may not be every investor, but it's really important to get it right. And I think I think that's only going to continue to shift in future. To you have to do it correctly, and you have to do it uh, uh, economically as well. And I think that's that's the direction where the world's going. Um, I think. On top of all that, you're also seeing regulatory and governments getting behind that. And we're seeing we, we're seeing from our partner in India, there's more use of the stick. There's regulations are in place, but the government is now uh, issuing fines. And I think we're going to see uh, more and more of that across across the globe. Certainly in Europe, there's a there's a much stricter regulation, and it's inevitable that it will end up in North America and South America as well. I mean, it's, and I think the more the bigger pressure on North America, I think now is you're seeing massive investment banks and funds where basically Goldman Sachs are basically saying, hey, George Com Lithium, if you, on, on top of being, you got to have an economical operation, but that's not enough anymore. If you don't check off A, B, C, and D, we don't care how economical your, yeah. your stuff is. You, you have, to have, a, you have to have an ESG score. Yeah. Period. Yeah. People, people are assigned scores now. They, they, they get their ESG score. And, and, and if you don't have, a, uh, if you don't meet that level of, 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 of environmental responsibility, you, they just won't bring you into the fund. And it's, it's that simple, right? So, you know, market economics and, and market strategies are having an impact. So take that for what it is. At the end of the day, I think it's the right thing, the right outcome. Uh, it has to be economical and it has to be, it actually has to have a real substantial outcome from the, from the ESG side. Speaking of global, last question, COP27 just ended. Um, how does water tie into the CO2 goals uh, now that now the COP27 just ended? I think there was some, I think there's some recognition, um, stronger recognition of what's called something called the, the, the water energy nexus. And energy by and large equals the production of, 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 of energy by the use of fossil fuels or coal. And so the, the more you can change how much energy you need to treat and take care of your water, you have a CO2 Im impact. And I think there's a, people now acknowledge there's a, there's a direct connection between water treatment, water usage, and energy usage, subsequently CO2 production. And so we come in there and we're one of those technologies, and there are others, but we think our technology is one of the technologies that reduces the CO2 consumption added while still achieving the water treatment effects. Give me an example. Uh, Evaporators are standard go-to technology for treating water today, and we can do the same thing as an evaporator. But our Indian partner has shown that our CO2 footprint is 50% or less than that of the traditional evaporative technology. So, you know, Massive. we're tying in, we're tying in the water energy nexus, and I think that's something that, that COP27 was 
more recognizing uh, than it had the, the previous conferences have. So that's great. That's the right direction, and I think I think um, we play along that well, uh, that way as well. So it, it's positive. It's absolutely positive. Here we are, November twenty second. Uh, last question by one red, but because uh, I, I I think I know how the answer is going to go, and I want to end off on that note. November twenty second, essentially three two and a half to three weeks from now you know, businesses are going to start to slowly wind down for the holidays and not a lot of new business is going to get done. So um, how do you feel, how how great do you feel that here we are November 22nd and where you were on January 1st as to the strength of the company, it's, it's positioning uh, uh, in all these markets and, and more important, the pipeline for 2023 going forward on a scale of one to 10, you know, and I'd expect you to say 10, but maybe you can, you know, give us a, a, a real scorecard number because I think it's going to be a high number anyways. How, how, should, well, how, you, do you feel, how should shareholders feel? Hey, if, if you know, if, if I'm a 10, I'm under, I'm underestimating my job. I'm not doing, I'm not doing the right job. So I think it's, I think we're, we're in a, we're in a position of nine um, uh, or so, you know, high. I think we've got a lot of great uh, things. My biggest, what keeps me up at night? My, what keeps me up at night is, you know, half or more of the things that we've got cooking turn on because I don't know how I'm going to handle all those opportunities. That's actually what keeps me up at wow. night. If, if we're successful with three, four, two of our lithium players and one of our waste treatment sides of things that we're, we're working on, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not flat footed, but that's going to be a ton of work. And I, my job is going to have to be, how do we figure that out and satisfy all of those opportunities? That's what I lose sleep about. Happy problem, I should awesome, think. Awesome, but, um, I, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, con yeah. Howie, congratulations, man, because look, you're, this is, you know, a lot of people don't, it's amazing. A year from now, people are going to say, you know, where did these guys come from, right? But, yeah. you know, people need to know you're a PhD uh, in chemistry, you're a materials expert, 20 years uh, in new tech development, more than 50 U.S. patents, and this is your third early yeah. stage company um you know what you're doing you know, yeah I, give me like just give me a little little bit more time um, yeah, sure. so why should people question. believe that that's why should people believe that that's true what we've done at foreign water since 2015 we have worked on reducing the science risk the technology and application risk and the scale up risk so what my team and i have done is we've eliminated those risks that took a lot of faith from our private uh, uh, investors as we were going to the public market. It took a lot of faith from some of the government investors that put us. But what we've done is we've completed those things and reduced the risk. We're at a point where we can explode um, by deploying the technology rapidly because we've got confidence in our ability to scale up. We know the engineering is, is, is solved. And we, we know that the technology risk is, is absolutely minimized. We know what we're doing. We know it works. We're ready to get, go out there and do it. And that's why people should have confidence that, yeah, do I think we're going to be deploying in 2023? Absolutely. And the reason is we've done our homework. And that's the way I've always developed businesses. Uh, I don't develop them on a promise and a hope and a, you know, uh, a, you know, a bait and switch. I develop businesses so I know I can hit the targets when I'm, when I'm ready to aim at them. Yeah, and I think going back to how you start off that, answer the fact that you have mitigated the risk factors because anybody can swing for the fences but if you're just as likely to strike out spinning in the batter's box because you're just trying to hail a home run then 
you know, it's a coin hey, flip, right? And and I'll, well, take, I, I'll bet I'll on take, myself on a coin flip. I'll go to Vegas on a coin flip. You've <laughs> I have something that's funny to tell you in the baseball analogy. I have something I've always said, I'll take stand-up singles all day long, right? Um, you just you just take stand-up singles all day long. You're going to win every baseball game you're going to play. Um, and, and and that's the goal. The goal is to win the game. And uh, I think that's where we positioned ourselves. Howie, thanks for joining us, man. Every time we talk, I mean, we didn't even talk about India, you know? Yeah. Oh, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Lithium, amazing. What's going on in India? So, you know, we'll save that for another time, but... Every time we have these interviews, I just I get off, I get off of these energized, you know, and I and I and I say awesome. I can't wait for 2023 enough just to see what starts <laughs> coming out of the woodwork and what and I can't wait and uh, and I thank you for everything you've done. I think it's become behalf of all investors saying amazing job, but the best is yet to want come and can't wait to see it. I hope so, George. I hope so. It's my goal, but for sure. Thanks for joining us, Howie. Take care, man. For everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening to my podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, or your favorite podcast platform. To Howie Hunneman, CEO, Ford Water Technologies, company trades and stock symbol FWTC. For those new to the story, listen, it's I've said a couple of times, this is groundbreaking technology. This isn't widgets. This isn't putting a hole in the ground and trying to find gold. Everyone understands that. You know, there's some tech, there's some nuance here. Don't worry about it. We've got it laid out neatly in layman's terms on the company's profile page on Agoracom so you can really understand what this company's doing. And then once you've got that foundational knowledge, head over to the company's website, do your deep dive due diligence. Because guys, if you believe that the water's under critical water, the world's under critical water stress, and it needs innovative solutions like this, then you've got to do your homework on forward water. Hopefully they discover your next great small cap company. Just don't say 12 months from now, that we didn't tell you so. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this podcast is over. Don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform so you will never miss another one great Agora Gomez Small Cap Podcast.